This is a story for those who wish that they could truly read between the lines of the book they were reading and see the world of the story through the eyes of the author. For those who wish that they could make nonfiction from fiction. For those who wish that dreams were true. This is a story of a group of wayward friends who came together from the far reaches of two worlds to come together and to help make dreams reality. This is Hazeltown Story. Hello, and welcome to Hazeltown Story, episode 36. Um, we are, obviously, this is Tom's Diner number three. So this is kind of getting into the, uh, probably not the middle, uh, by no means the middle, but uh, getting into the Tom's Diner arc. So if you're, this is your first time listening, uh, go back to at least, probably with this one, probably at least make sure you listen to like the first part of like the first arc so you can kind of get an understanding of what's going on. Um, but at least start with the uh, start of the Tom's Diner arc if you have not started yet. Uh, we are in the middle of things, so uh, yeah, might be a little confusing if you have not uh, done that. So to kind of give a wrap up, uh, basically we have started our uh, investigation into some possible spying that is going on into a busy part of the Steinwald, the main uh, kind of city around where Hazeltown's kind of close to. Um, and we're just kind of starting our investigation uh, no kind of big leads yet, but uh, that might change shortly, um, or it might not. Uh, you have to listen to the episode to find out. So yeah, uh, nothing really uh, big to mention. Uh, still planning a session, so as far as I know, there will be more episodes next week. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be then. Uh, and if there isn't more episodes, then there will be a kind of general update. So there will be something on... Um, Hazeltown story adjacent, uh, at least next week, uh, if it's not a new episode or anything else. Uh, so with that, uh, X, why don't you introduce ourselves? All right. So I'm playing Arya Stagel. They are a, a, a doctor who moonlights as a mortician, uh, came, came here. Uh, they know Lomi and, uh, they were kind of brought on board by Lomi to, uh, assist in the, this latest adventure. Uh, their pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Bobinator. I am playing Ferris Dietero. Uh He is a survivalist and host of TV survival show Whole Wild World. It's on his third season, and for this season, he, producers want more of a local flavor. So he has met up with Bibley, who is trying to get him uh, introduced into Hazeltown, where he can kind of, you know, meet with people and show off the sights there for his show. Uh, and he is a he-him. I am Carnival. I'm playing a returning character, Yuhar Governan, our psychic pirate. Well, retired pirate. Uses they, them. And is got a reputation for pyro, uh, pyromania. I am, of course, Deathmaster780. I am playing Bobby, a shady businessman who just found out a mall that rejected his business is in trouble. Hello. Uh, I'm Norman Rafferty. I am playing Tacit Toxin, uh, pronouns of they, them. I am an itinerant uh, holistic healer who has wandered into town and set up shop to help people on their personal journey. Uh, I'm Torpotypist playing Iravia, uh, she, her, uh, who's just, you know, a normal biker, rolled into town, doing odd jobs at the moment. Also can talk right. to Sylphs, but, you know, 
normal people do that. And now with that done, let's get on with the episode. All right. Um, oh, let me let me think about it. Let's see. Yeah, let's go bust down Radius' door. Actually, assuming he went there. Well, I think Ferris left, right? Okay. Oh, Ferris. Yeah, Ferris. Wait, hold up, one. Sorry, I got the names mixed up. I'm assuming that Tassin left Radius' place. I believe Tassin left to uh, go to the to meet up at the club with uh, Arya. Yeah, that's what happened. All right. Uh, okay. So at this point, um, so let's see. Uh, Arya is in the park, uh, waiting for the club to open. Fair, or I don't know why. So give on confused that. Uh, Tassin is going to the club to figure things out. Um, you three are going where? Um, actually, didn't the guy say that one of them was like checking out the uh, the historical area of the park or whatever? It mentioned that there was a historical part of the park. I don't know if you mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, then I, I figure we should just... Uh, hmm. Everyone just meet up. Yeah, that seems like a good plan. Just have everyone meet up. Uh, because, uh, Fer- uh, actually, Ferris, what were you planning on doing? Well, I don't think there's much else I can do in terms of the library, so I guess it'd be best if I catch up with everybody else. Alright, uh, so I guess you would all, like, Kind of you head back to the area uh, and you see probably Arya in the park because it's like in the center of kind of the area. Or it's close to the center that's not actually the welcome center. Hmm. Okay, so we've all met up then? Yeah. At this point? Uh, uh, Tassin, was there... Did you want to go to the club first or are you fine with meeting in the park first? Well, we all have to wait for the club to open. That is true, so I may as well meet in the park. Okay. I have a theory ongoing so when y'all are here i mean i yeah when i get there i can find out yeah so you all kind of converge together in the park um i'm gonna relay that i didn't have much like in the library the best i found is that i think tom might have emigrated here illegally that's what i heard right just making sure i have this right information not quite because it was the person that immigrated um I mean, you could you could take that as if you think that, but uh, you didn't really hear anything particular that tied that together. You just hear that that was a story about there has been cases of people who, like... Went over have, the border. Yes. Okay, I'll say that I think that might have been what happened to Tom, but I'm not sure. Eh, sure. That happens all the time. I don't think technically I'm... I don't think I'm technically here legally. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I should, be. I, mm. Immigration's pretty open, so I don't, I don't think I even exist here. Just a Ravi just starts looking deep in thought. Anyway, the copper didn't give us anything useful yet. He's gonna look into some things. So I, I just us being at the station. I learned that um, a few of uh, a couple of them uh, sat in basically two very specific locations near the north side of the building. Uh, overlooking the club and uh, to the west overlooking this particular area of the park. So I figured um, what I figure is that uh, whomever is going into the diner is leaving the the bug there and um, I'm guessing I'm guessing that they have another contact who, who either appears out here 
or goes to the club. And part of me, part of me, really thinks that they're they're actually uh, meeting out or they're they're appearing out here, and they relay information uh, back and forth using the, the those devices that we found. Um, and I, I'm basing this on the fact that this from the diner, you would basically have a perfect view of this entire area. There's not a single spot that can be hidden from view. Um, so that that's my first thought. My second thought is that um, perhaps they're waiting for somebody to meet at the club, uh, and that would be uh, was that Wanda? No. Um, what was what was what was her name? The the one who was looking overlooking uh, the club. The club. Uh, that would be Sarah. Sarah. Uh, the the. Uh, the young lady named Sarah would would look over at the club often. So there's the, a secondary thought that the, it, they're at the minimum they're they're waiting to meet at this location. But that 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 theory kind of falls apart because it doesn't take into account the bugs. The bugs are the the real wrinkle in in this. And I th I think that they're con they're conversing with somebody outside and doing sort of like their own clandestine version of meeting. So rather than meeting in person, they speak over these devices. And that's my ongoing theory. Why would they leave them behind? Maybe they're hard to get off. Not if Tom has been able to yank them by the bunches. Yeah, no, I mean... Or perhaps they think that nobody would have noticed them. Uh, they're Not. pretty large. Uh, and they're putting them in a public place where people are... Like it, it's a diner. People are constantly sticking stuff to the bottom of tables. Look, spies get lazy. Mm-hmm. As I said, it's just an it's just a theory, an ongoing ongoing idea I have. I mean, I mean the theory would be I think that I mean you're on to something there where I think that if it's people who are um uh going to the location to have some sort of clandestine meeting and the third party is spying on them. Plus, also, as near as I can tell, you need a pretty powerful receiver uh, to be able to receive recordings off of one you couldn't just, you know, hide. It's pretty large. Uh, I, I do want to mention that, like, Toby uh, outright told us that these these were very much, uh, like, handmade and in, in, uh, not of any sort of actual make. The bugs? Oh, yeah, the bugs. Yeah, that's my discovery. They're 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 made from parts. They're pretty sophisticated, but they're sophisticated, um, but they're homemade. That's right. In other words, that the government's probably not using culprit neither. I mean, if they were here to arrest Tom for being here illegally, eavesdrop on him. Other charges. I feel like they've got better people to go after than Tom, but who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like he's the target. I think there's something no. else going on. Somebody thinks something is going on at the restaurant enough to eavesdrop on it, enough to plant multiple bugs. In a tourist trap. It's... Could I, could I, oh, actually, could I actually do like a, a look around the area to see if there's anything that stands out? Uh, in the park? Yeah. Um... Maybe something that might have been left behind. Hmm. Unless... The cleaning service doesn't handle it well. There's probably shit everywhere. Hmm. Um. 
I mean, if it's if this is going nowhere, just tell me it's going nowhere, and we won't bother. I, but well, it's not so much that I'm trying to think about what could be what could be the outcome of a search because there could be something. Um, hmm, let me think. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and do a perception check, but uh, since you're kind of looking over a lot, vast amount of area for What's practically just anything that could be of use, uh, much less like sifting through stuff that's not really um, like you're looking for a needle in a haystack, essentially. Yeah. Uh, let's say uh, that's going to be a daunting difficulty task or check, okay. uh, which is going to be perception. Uh, that is a four purple difficulty. Ooh. Can right. I assist? Uh, you you can. How does that work? That's a blue die? Uh, basically, you do. Let me check because I think. Let me check your perception ability. Uh, because if you don't have anything perception, I don't think you can assist. And perception is affected by cunning. My cunning is three. Does that do anything for me, or do I just do my three yellows? So it's whatever it tells. Uh, so let me take a look at it. It's your already cunning. doing something X. So. Okay, so it's just the three yellows. Okay. Yeah, because. If you if your perceptions that's three and your cutting get three, that's why I got the three yellows. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, uh, basically, just a brief rundown of how skills checks work in Genesis. Uh, you see that a skill check has a associated with uh, uh, characteristic. Uh, so they take the two numbers and basically the larger number is think about has it's the number of dice you're going to roll. Um, yeah which are going to be your greens, uh, the lower of the two numbers is going to be how many yellows you have. Okay. All right, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so your so you have three ranks in perception and your cunning is also three, so it's, it's so just three, three yellows. yellows. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, you're going to be three yellows, uh, a blue, and a four purples. Three yellows, blue, and uh, four purples. All right, let's see how this goes. Ah. Uh. Okay, so what you rolled, uh, you actually rolled really good. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, what you rolled was two successes. So you succeed uh, a threat and a triumph. Um, which a triumph is basically as it, you, it's basically the best possible outcome. Um, uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, so on, you kind of look through, you're just kind of sifting through the ground. And you see on uh, you see on uh, the ground, you see a business, uh, essentially a business card. Uh, and on the business card, um, you see that it is a business card for the Dancing Queen. Uh. On the back of the business card, you see um, you see essentially a set of numbers. Uh, listed on the back that have like that looks like it's almost like um, line items on an invoice that basically it is basically like one of something two of something you can't quite tell um, what's on there is scratched out but you can tell that there is something on there hmm. um, yeah alright so I, I pick up the business card kind of turn it over and kind of bring it over to the to the rest of the team so 
found found this uh, in the grass and kind of is taking me in a direction that I definitely wasn't uh, anticipating. Uh, it's related to the Dancing Queen. And then on the back... just makes a disgusted face when he hears the name. On the back of it, there seems to be some stuff listed, but uh, it's kind of scratched out. Can't quite make heads or tails of, of what's written here. But uh, definitely not the direction I was anticipating. I will say that it sounds like the club's our best lead by now. Uh, like you're talking about the uh, like the th- uh, Thousand Voices Dancing Club? Queen. Oh, you're saying the Dancing Queen? The, isn't that a discotheque? Uh, well, it, it, it's a club, but it's a discotheque. Okay. I would just... So, yeah. I would, okay. Yeah. Well, either a discotheque or, or the other club, we're looking... Someone had to be listening to the to listening to. They would have needed advice that was this large, listening in a specific range. So you could hide a device like that, or build an improvised device like that easily in either the discotheque or the club. So yeah, I think we should check both of them out. Yeah, no, I, was, I actually agree with you for once. Surprisingly, so do I. Well, who's club disco and who's club art house? Bobby immediately just says, I will go to the art house. We're still here. I, I honestly hate them both, so I'll just... I'll go to the disco. Themselves. Yeah, uh, I, I, would, uh, I would go to the place that... No... That what? The you what now? Cut out. Hello? Am I going robot? Yeah, no, it, cut out. yeah, it just cut out a little bit. Okay, I would say, no, I, I, I would... Um, uh, where's the... Uh, what's the place that has the open mic night? Uh, that is the Thousand Voices. So how about how about this? Um, to make it a little bit easier for me to try to make sure who all is going to what, uh, let's just go down uh, this way. Uh, so Arya, uh, which one or which building? Because you could also go to a different building if you want. I I think I should follow this new lead and go to the uh, Dancing Queen. Okay, so you're going to the Dancing Queen. Uh, Ferris. Uh, Bob. Oh, um, I guess I'll go to the Dancing Queen as well. That's okay. Okay. You uh, are. You are heading to the Dancing Queen. All right. Uh, Bobby. Bobby will go to Thousand Voices. Anywhere that's not the Dancing Queen. All right. Uh, pass it. Uh, uh, Thousand Voices. Uh, Aravia. Yeah, I'm going to the disco because it's not where Tassin is. And also, <laughs> once again, I hate both of them. I hate both choices. All right. Uh, so, good. It is Tassin and Bobby who is going to the Thousand Voices Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, and everyone else is going to uh, the Dancing Queen. Uh, let me take a look. Uh, I just want to do a... Just a check to see how long have we been going. I uh, see so your uptime is two hours forty three minutes, and that's so we've gone for about two and a half hours so far. Usually we go for about, um, usually we go for about. Well, this is well, should be able to check out both of them, and then we could probably call it a session after that. Um. Uh. So, uh, who wants to go? For Oh, also, should we say that you wait a little bit to kind of see them kind of liven up? Makes sense to me. I, since yeah. the dance queen apparently is not open yet, I would guess 
we do the thousand one first. So basically, uh, since the thousand voice, because the thousand voices does urban up, oh, does urban over, uh, does open earlier. Uh, so you could just kind of walk around there. It's just not super active. I mean, do we see an obvious like dish on the roof or anything? Um, you would not see anything because you could tell from the building, like seeing it from the open door. Uh, you can tell that there isn't like anything conspicuous on the roof. There's no, all right, so there's no obvious or person. No, there's nothing that's like super obvious that. Oh, hey, I am I am doing like nefarious stuff. Well, I just asked if they they could just have an. Uh, no, they do. They do not have like a antenna on top. Okay, well that, that that rules that out. That's a good sign. So I guess the next thing you do is to wait until they open in case the join out. All right. Uh, so they would open probably around noon. Uh, the dance queen probably opens like in the afternoon. All right. So, so we need to uh, do something to kill the time until the dancing queen opens. Bob, do you have an angle for how you're there and look around? Um, so after everyone split up, Bobby went back to his car and came back with a guitar case. Okay. Oh, no. Like a plan. Oh, no, it's El Mariachi. Well, you're half right. Sweet. And thank you for getting my reference. Yep, we got cover story. All right, so we just wait for them to open. All right. Uh, so, yeah, do you basically just kind of poke around until A Thousand Voices opens? Uh, so Bobby and Passant, um, there's no like person at the front. You can just walk in. Um, so I think it, uh, before you do anything, you just kind of walk in. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so in the lobby, you can tell that, uh, you see going forward, that there is basically an opening to a large lounge and basically there is a sign above it that says lounge. You can tell that there's also some elevators and some staircases going up, uh, probably about, I think I said, let's say, let's just say four floors. Um, so uh, is there anything in particular you want to see? Um, what's, what are like, okay, what's on like the, the south side of the building facing the diner, like what rooms and whatnot. So facing the diner. Uh, so like if, so basically the entrance is basically the, the opening it's opening. Um, like you would walk in front of it as if you would walk. Um, so if you look at the map, uh, the opening is on the south side. So it's close to the welcome center. Um, right. going, so if you just walk into the entrance, that is where you see the staircases going up and the lounge, which is going further north into the building. All right, well, there is stuff in here. It's probably going to be facing on the side, facing the, the restaurant. So is there like a directory or something? Uh, you do see that there is a directory. And basically you see that on the first floor, uh, there is the lounge, which takes up a majority of it. Uh, you see there's also some administration in the back of the building. Uh, on the second, third, and fourth floors, you see that there is a bunch of rooms set aside that are like labeled uh, that are basically, they can be used for whatever. They're basically open, basically open theaters. Hmm. That was a multi-theater club. Yes. Yeah, it is pretty big. Okay. Well, what's on the south side? 
so from what you can tell is basically the the stairs going up. Um, there is also like mechanical storage at the top of the building, but you don't have access to that those floors. Those would be uh, like the elevators and like the staircases that are by the entrance. They don't go up that high. You would have to go towards the back and also you would have to go into areas that you do not have access to. Well, which one of us is going to sneak into areas we don't have access to? I know what to do. So is there like a front desk or something or someone giving out information? Yes, there is. Uh, there is, let's say, two receptionists. All right, Bobby will go up to one of the receptionists and say, Pardon, ma'am. Can you tell me where the open music night is taking place? Well, uh, that's not going to be for a while, and it's going to take place in the lounge behind us. It's just, there's the, you know, the open uh, stage. Um, there will be someone with a sign next to them, to that will, uh, if you could hear about, oh, I'd say about um, three or four, uh, you can sign up for that then. I see. Is there any possibility of borrowing some equipment? One of my speakers appears to have blown out. Well, um, you're going to have to talk to someone in our tech department. We don't just handle that. Uh, we don't just kind of take, we just usually don't just lend out stuff like that. But um, if if you talk to some of the techs and kind of give them some, basically just tell them what you're doing, you can uh, um, go ahead and, you know, maybe they can help you out. Uh, if you kind of go over to um, the kind of, if you go through the lounge and you can go in the back, you'll see um, a the sign that's basically employees only. Uh, if you knock on the door, you should be able to, someone will open and they can possibly help you out. All right, then. Bali starts heading off in that direction. Says to Tessin, come on, come on, Rody. We got work to do. Uh, I'm big and I can carry. Sure. All right. Uh, so as you go through um, the building, uh, or like as you go or walking through the lounge, you see that it is a lounge with, it is a pretty open lounge, which actually has a few like discrete areas. Uh, you see a stage kind of, Somewhere in the center, um, but it is uh, kind of over the side and too kind of centralized in the lounge, so that anyone in the lounge could pro can uh, you know watch what's on stage. Um, you see that there is like some equipment that you can see like a uh, microphone set up there, um, so that it's likely that people who are either um, like just sitting that are like either spoken word stuff or like comedians or like musicians can kind of just go there. Um, you see uh, a couple bars to the either side of the buildings or the rooms. Um, you see, um, Oh, let's see. Um, but yeah, there's just a bunch of different seating areas around and it, it's pretty lit up. There's nothing really going on at the moment. Uh, you see, there's there's some people just kind of sitting there, just kind of chatting, but uh, it's not like packed. All right, well, we're gonna head to where the lady said the uh, the employee section. All right. Uh, so yeah, you go back and you can see a door that says employees only. Um, you kind of go up. Go ahead. We gotta start looking around to see if we can find a, a receiver. 
Might not even be here, but hey, let's look. Yeah. Those are employees back there. I'm sorry, what was that? There are employees back there. Uh, so you just, you just come across a door and you're supposed to just knock on it. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, so it, unless you want to like search around for the equipment, so like Tassin, if you want to search around, you can. Definitely want to search around. Uh, so give me a... Give me a... You got... Um, give me a... Give me an average uh, perception check, which is um, uh, two purple. All right, I have a Chevron and a star. Okay, so... Hold on, I need to parse this because I, I need to check something. That's like advantage of triumph, right? Yep, advantage of triumph. Uh, it is advantage of triumph, but there is no success. I don't think that was a success. Yeah, it does, triumph. but it got... A triumph is not a success. It, it, so it, it does count as a success, but there's three failures. So in, I'm pretty sure all the successes got countered. Well, I, the bo- so the bottom line there where it says one advantage, one triumph, that... That is not... That is a failure, technically. Really? Yeah. Hey. Uh, okay. So, so, really not understanding so, the- okay, so if you're looking... So if we're looking at the dice... So the, there's yellow, that's the triumph. So there's one triumph, which is one success in triumph. Uh, there is two advantage, two success uh, for your two green. Uh, there is two failures, which cut out the two successes, and a failure in a threat, which counteract the advantage and the success of the triumph. God, this is just overcomplicated. Yeah, are you sure? I mean, like... Uh... I, I guess you're. That's the interpretation. I thought that when you got a triumph, actually succeeded on, something, but I guess not. It, so you did, but the amount of failures cut back on the triumph. There's just, you know what? How about we reroll that one? Well, um, uh, I I just don't understand this game where you can roll and succeed but fail. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Like. I, I was pretty sure that a, that a triumph always succeeds unless you get one of those horrible things. That the despair. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. It says, yeah. yeah, I think unless it's a despair, it doesn't cancel out. I, maybe that maybe that was the case, and I didn't see yeah, that. That's what I thought. I thought it's triumphs and despairs first, then it uh, successes, despairs, and then it. Okay, so you know what? Let's just count it as a success. Um, All right. If it's not here, it's not here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me try and think. Um, you. So. You kind of take a look around. You're looking for. Um. You're looking I'm for like. Receiver. You're looking for a receiver. Yeah. It's uh, not here. It's not here. Yeah. Uh. So. I'm just trying to think about how the, how to. Like interpret. I'm trying to think of something um, to do. Um, let us do this. Um, you look around, and you don't see anything that is like um, that looks like. Oh, it's a box that has a transceiver in it. Right. However, you do happen to notice that 
um, you do happen to notice that behind, like you're looking at like the stage. So you happen to look by the stage. You happen to look underneath the staircase going up to the stage because it's a little tiny staircase. So you don't have to just, you know, just plop up. Um, and you notice a panel that's just kind of out of nowhere. A what? A panel that has like yeah. buttons on it. Oh crap, this leads to the hell dimension. I've seen Phantasmagoria. So you you just see it. Uh, you would have to um, finagle your way in a way. It's not like, oh, I can just reach down and press a button. Uh, but you see that it is there. Um, but you'd have to do some maneuvering to get through there, which uh, there is enough people around that they will that will cause suspicion. Bob, can you be an obnoxious distraction? Oh, Bobby's not with him. Oh. No, Bobby went elsewhere just to, like, preserve the identity. Like, all he did was just give uh, Tassin, like, the specs for some obscure speaker to, like, give us the excuse why he's back in the employee section. Well, I can attempt to use uh, wizardry to hide my appearance by masking myself. All right, let me take a look at the rules for mask. Invisibility says it has a cost of three. Spell targets a character, it renders invisible to sight and their appearance. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Is character make. Let's see. Normally, mask just produces silhouette. Uh, hold on. I'm just trying to. Let's see. Mask. This using illusion to create. Let's say this is using magic to create an illusion or disguise a character's appearance. The character makes an arcana, which in this case, wizardry. Check the default difficulty is easy. If the check is successful, to create um, caster silhouette one, which is basically a person. Oh, let's see. And then spell additions. And I go down to mask. Wizardry to hide myself, right? Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make sure that I got the yes, invisible visibility. So that's an additional so if you're looking at the spell additions to mask, one of which is right. invisibility, that is an additional cost of three. So right. We're making it a four. Okay. So, so a, difficulty, a difficulty of four. So what would I have to beat? Uh so you would have to beat four purple. All right, well, let's try it. Okay, so you can try to. Okay, right, so you can try to. Hey, you can uh, probably. Hey, you get my vote. You can use the story point from this. Oh yeah, I was about sure. to ask if I could use the story point. For this. Is there a clear? Yeah. So let's see. Okay. Oh. So what does the story point do? Uh, Either... so, I was just say because will that increase? That would lower. Or hold on, let me double check. Because uh, I meant either add another die or in, or not add another die. Uh, Remove. Yeah, I think you could. Crap, I forgot if it's lowering, increase the difficulty. Uh, like, I know it's definitely it's it's upgrading a die. So what is the so what is your wizardry? What is the your die pool? I have three yellows and a green. So you could use a um, you could use a story point to make that four yellows. OK, I guess I'll do that. Uh, shall I flip one? Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. Now I roll. Yep. Okay. I have two stars, but three 
So you succeed. So you mask yourself. I get to figure it. So I get to figure out. um, Okay. So hold on. I need to look in the manual. That would probably be the spell wouldn't last long. Uh, I think it lasts a concentrate. Uh, so the thing is, is that magic has a specific, another uh, set of things like, oh, hey, here's what happens when you screw up a, ma- or you get something on a magic roll. Uh, hold on, it is almost at the part of the book that says it. Uh, yes, here it is. Um, okay. Okay. So here's how this is going to work. So you try to make yourself invisible, which you do your spell, and it does. It makes you invisible. However, you also are starting to uh, emit a very noticeable hum. Uh, so, oh. the electronics, I guess that makes sense. Uh, so you are invisible, but you are incredibly noisy. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and Jimmy open the panel. Um... So also, so the thing is, is that when you start to make noise, um, people start to come over and look to see what is causing that noise. Well, I'm going to try and get the panel before anyone gets over. Okay. Uh, so, so uh, Bobby, you said that you were uh, going somewhere else. Yes, Bobby is just going to stay in the the stage area and socialize with people. Keep an eye out if there's anyone that's acting suspicious. Alright, so when Tassin turns invisible, you hear the hum and everyone is like, what is that noise? Like, it's very, like, loud and I can hear some hum somewhere over here. Bobby will just loudly curse and kick at one of his uh, speakers and say, goddamn thing. Alright. That sounds like a deception roll. Uh, give me one second. Um, um, so, uh, hmm. I'm not going to make you roll deception on that. Um, so you do happen to notice when the hum goes, you see the employees only door come up and you see, um, a, um, Oh, let me think. You see the employees open only door um, uh, open uh, and you see coming out of it a man that uh, you see a oh let me see do, 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 do. you see a kind of late 40s uh, short uh, Pika person uh, so basically kind of it looks like a mouse, essentially, but not quite. Uh, you see him kind of go over to the signal. The hum is like, what the hell is going on? What the hell is that Bobby noise? Will, Bobby will smack the speaker and say, this damn thing. This is why I was hoping to bother one from one of y'all. And he just kind of comes over and is like, mate, like, it, you see him come over and then he just kind of puts his... Uh, he kind of just puts his ear to the thing. It's like, that thing ain't making the noise. Really? It's doing it goddamn earlier. Um, so, uh, can you, so do me a favor. 
uh, at this point, uh, roll deception. Um, but let me let me see. Um, roll. Let's see. Roll. Um, so, okay. Roll the uh, So roll your deception uh, versus two purples and a red. And I'm going to make. I am going to use a story point uh, to actually make that a purple and two reds. Okay. Ouch. Ouch. God damn. Motherfucker. I got a triumph. Ah. So the despair has shown up finally. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. So you rolled uh, three net failure. So three failures, a triumph, and two despair. Um, so the main thing is he definitely doesn't believe you. Um, um, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad it was you. Um, very spite. I, I've never seen despairs happen so far. Uh, so okay, okay. I gotta figure out how this is gonna work. Okay, so first off, he he just looks and is like, "These speakers are not making this noise. That noise is coming from somewhere else." And you see him go over uh, to the source of the noise and take a look. And he just, he hears a, like, he sees you underneath the, um, uh, uh, okay. So basically he sees, um, uh, the panel open or like he sees something and he hears it directly underneath the, the openings of the, the chair or like the, the stairs. So he hears you underneath the stairs. Um, Tassin, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I was not able to get the panel open before I was spotted. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay, I will leave. Uh, no, you won't, because what's going to happen is he hears it um, while you're underneath there. Uh, in, it's a tight corridor, so it's not like it's going to take some finagling to get you in and out. Uh, what he does do is he hears something below him and he kind of just lightly kicks at the floor and he feels something. He kicks you in the shin very lightly. Um, and is it possible for me to escape into the space where the panel is? Is that large enough to crawl inside? You could crawl underneath there, uh, but here's the thing that he does. is He then takes a chair and puts it under, in front of the um, uh, puts it in front of the opening and sits on it, blocking you inside of the thing. Okay, well, I'm gonna look around while I'm in here. I'm looking to see if there's anything suspicious. Uh, you also, he yells out, um, basically, it's like, uh, basically, he yells out, his, uh, to, uh, so, uh, basically, someone's like, Hey, someone get D-pass here. Something weird's going on. And then uh, that's basically what happens. And he's just sitting there annoyed. Okay. Bobby will, Bobby will just shrug and say, as you wish. Pulls out his cell phone. All right, Wesley. Uh, so, also, by the way, while you're doing this, um, uh, 
basically, well, yeah, while you're doing this, so Rafferty, if you want to poke around, you can. Well, uh, it I is pretty spell, so it stops the hum. Uh, and uh, yeah, is there anything? Is what you know? I'm looking for the transmitter, and if not, go can. Uh, so you can take a look under there. It's pretty dark though, so you could do a perception check, but I'd have to, uh, one. I'd basically have to say that you're looking uh, in a pretty tight place uh, that is well, also very dark. Yeah, well, I'll go ahead and use a utility spell to illuminate. All right. So you can, yeah, so you can go ahead and use a utility spell. All right. Do I have to roll for that? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a one purple. Okay. Huzzah. Okay, so you succeed with three advantages uh yeah. so you can see underneath there pretty well um and i will give you so now roll perception but give yourself a um blue die as well uh that is going to be a two purple perception check so that's a, what a failure with two advantages that is a failure of two advantages um okay. so you take a look under there, you don't see any transceiver. Uh, you don't really see anything of note, and you kind of see that there is like something that you could find below there. Um, you do get a good point of the panel, a view of the panel, and you do see that there are like three. Uh, there's a series of buttons on there. Hmm. How curious. Well, I don't know what those. I'll just make a note of that. I don't know what the. Uh, and I guess I need to look for a way out. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, Bobby, so, by the way, actually was calling the pass, but specifically Toby. Um, okay. So, just, okay. So, while Tassin is in under there, you ca you're calling, um, you're calling Toby? Yes. Uh, okay. So, he... he you ring and he, he picks up. He's like, hello, Tobias Moon here. Yes, 911. There appears to be a burglary occurring or something down here at the Thousand Yards Club. He just kind of hears and just like, I see. Does well, he recognize Bobby's voice? Yes. It's like, okay, uh, I will be down there shortly. Glad to hear it, officer. We'll wait your arrival. And Bobby will say to the mouse man, cops is on their way. He just kind of looks at you as like, okay, get out. And he just stares at you. Get out of where? The club. I see. And why would I do that? Uh, because you're, you are involved with whatever is underneath this thing. <laughs> Am I now? Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to get one over on me by saying that the speakers are making the noise. They, was work they were work making noise earlier. Hmm. Um, you... Hmm. Do me a favor. Um, hmm. Hmm. Trying to think. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, you can tell that he is very upset at the moment. Uh, but he is not going to move from that chair. No. Bobby wasn't trying to move him. All right. 
Uh, so Tess, and you were trying to, uh, you I were mean, trying... is the only way in here through the panel? Uh, yeah, the only way in there, through there is, um, basically, I mean, you can try and, let's see, what, I'm trying to think of what skill that would be, but you could try and find your way out. I mean, is there a crawl space down here that one can crawl? I mean, so there is a crawl space. You are crawling underneath it. Uh, if you could try and look to see if there is another way out, you only saw the other the way in. Right. So, so there's more space down here. I can crawling and pass through space. Yes, I okay. think. I mean, you're the you're the game master. You tell me. Um. I'm sorry if I'm not asking this. Well, that, it's more the fact that I, I'm not 100% certain you could roll to see if there's more. I want to give you the option to check, but I have not, I did, I have not thought about this in advance, essentially is what I am saying. Okay. I mean, I, the guy sat on the panel, I'm assuming I can't get out of here. I mean, the other thing to do would be to transform into something that could stick out of here, because transforming into a cockroach should be able to do that. Uh, let me think. Because that would be that would make more sense. In fact, I should probably just do that and get the hell out of here. Uh, hmm, hmm. Unless you, that's not something I'm prepared to do. I would say it is. Uh, let me check to see how this works. Because I think you have yeah, to transform tra into. Transformation says you can transform into animal. The guys who wrote this book seem to think you would want to use it to tear other people, but they do mention. So I think you could transform into what it says as a silhouette zero animal, which is like a house cat. I don't think I don't know if it like is smaller than that, though. I think you have to like a natural creature and is subject to GM approval. Some options, which yeah, I, I would say that uh, transforming yourself into like a cockroach is a bit much. OK, uh, but, but you could try and transform into, say, I don't know, like a rat. I would say a animal of like not super small, but like say smaller, like, smaller. Like I would say, like a dog. Maybe you could, or like a cat, or a raccoon. I want to look like a feral animal. Uh, you could do. You could try and transform into a raccoon. Ah, the great yeah, humming raccoon. Well, I'm not humming anymore. That spell's over. Or did that last? You can cancel the spell, yeah. Yeah, I already canceled it once I could said that. So, all right. Um, all right, so what do I roll? Uh, so, let me check. Uh, let's see. Default roll is average. Um, what do you got for transform? Let's see. It says, it says that... Um, Silhouette zero is average. Yeah. Yeah, you would be average because not neither of these two would make sense. All right, well, let's give it a shot. OK, so you you try to roll or you try to transform, but you fail. That's an advantage. Uh, yes, but there it is an advantage, right. but right. you did not. It's an advantage, but not a success. So nothing happened. Correct. Um, can I try again or do I have to wait for something else to happen? You would have to wait for something else to happen. All right. Well, I guess I'm stuck in here because unless I can squirm my way out, 
Just vibing under the floorboards. Just listen to the groovy tunes, man. Yeah. This isn't the groovy tune place, though. Yeah. I mean, um, listen I, to the spoken I words, man. Swear, but if I can't, then just let me know. I keep waiting for you to tell me to make a roll. Uh, I'm not volunteering any roll. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, you cannot find your way. You are currently stuck there. All right. Um, so uh, with that, uh, while while everything goes Tassin, to shit over there, while Tassin is stuck, uh, Bobby, is there anything you would want to do? No. Bobby's still just setting up on stage, waiting for Toby to show up. Against the sky's wishes, you're still setting up on stage. I think this is a good spot to cut to the other group, honestly. <laughs> well, let me check something. I just like that this guy told you to leave and you're like, nah, I'm gonna fucking set up. <laughs> hey, you know, fuck you. I'll just all stick around here. I'm gonna perform. What are you gonna fucking do about it? Nothing. That's right. You're sitting in your chair. Thank you for listening to Hazeltown Story. If you'd like to get updates on this show and many other shows hosted by me, Lola DePazlo, you can follow at Hazeltown Story on Twitter. And if you would like to get to know me more from a personal standpoint, you can follow my personal Twitter at Lola DePuzzlo. If you would like to watch this be recorded live, you can go to twitch.tv slash and follow the channel for notifications of when this show, as well as other shows like Retrorank Rhapsody, are being recorded. If you would like to add this podcast to your podcatcher of choice, you can search for WLDP Hazeltown Radio and find us on most major podcatching search engines. Or you can manually add rss.hazeltown.life to your podcatcher. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come around for the next episode. <laughs>